0: your phone call is welcome at 869 1330. This is the John Whitmer Show on 98 7 and
1: 1330
0: KNSS. Welcome back to the John Whitmer Show on 98 7 and 1330 KNSS, Wichita's number one talk sponsored by Wink Hartman and the Hartman Group of Companies. Don't forget, if you ever miss an episode, you can always visit knssradio.com. You'll find a link to podcasts of all our previous episodes there. And make sure you like and share the John Whitmer Show on Facebook. And of course, follow me on Twitter at John R. Whitmer. That's the best way to stay informed on all the latest show updates. So John Moody says that while his new book about the origins of the China coronavirus, called Of Course They Knew, of Course They, dot, 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 it is a work of fiction. It is based on real life facts. The novel, which was released September 15th, suggests China created and spread the pandemic. It begins in Wuhan, where the virus was started, then moves to Italy, and finally to America. Joining us now to talk about the book and its basis, in fact, is the book's author, John Moody. He is the former executive editor and executive vice president of Fox News. He was previously chief executive officer of News Corp. John, thank you for joining us this evening.
1: Well, thank you, John. Happy Sunday.
0: Yes, uh, well, I appreciate you joining us. Uh, you've said in part that the book tries to help readers make sense of the, you know, the events around 2020, the pandemic, how it evolved, how it, it, it you know, the whole, how, just how it's impacted our lives and, frankly, ruined last year. That is, was that really your goal in writing it?
1: Well, a- as much as anything, it was to understand the confluence of events that took place in 2020. I think nothing can possibly compare with the the spread uh, and the proliferation of the virus, not just in the United States, but all around the world. Uh, But I don't think we were quite prepared for it. I don't think we knew what we were dealing with. We certainly didn't have a cure or even a a mitigating uh, vaccine as we may do now. Uh, But it wasn't just COVID, you know, Uh, we also had some very serious social disturbances across the country. Yeah. Uh, And, and often they turned to violence. Uh, You know, Protest is one thing. Uh, burning police cars is quite another. And that, that, I think, shook up the country. And then the presidential uh, you know, campaign, uh, the election, and then the post-election questions about the validity of the vote was another one of those factors that left Americans kind of shaking their heads and say, hey, this can't happen in the United States, can it? So I tried to mix all of those three trends. Uh, that's what I'm trying to call them, trends, uh, that occurred and try to make sense of how one affected the other and how all of them affected us.
0: You lay the blame squarely on China. There there seems to be quite a bit of evidence to support that conclusion. And again, it's a work of fiction, but I I think there's certainly some evidence to indicate it may not be as much fiction. Um, Yet the Biden administration seems hesitant to properly investigate the origins of this thing. They seem more content to still you know, relitigate the, the January 6th debacle. They seem more interested in, you know, prosecuting Donald Trump, frankly, than they do even trying to investigate the origins of the coronavirus.
1: Why? Yeah, I, I was about to give them credit for when, when the president asked for a full-scale investigation of the origins of the virus. And his, his people went to work on that or said they were going to work on that and they came back and they said, Mr. President, we uh, we just don't know. We can't figure it out. We, yeah. don't, we don't agree. Yeah. And that was sort of the end of it. Oh, thank you very much, gentlemen. Well, no. I mean, the the virus started in Wuhan. Wuhan is the home of a virological lab. It is also the home of an incredibly large wet market where animals are sold live to be slaughtered later for consumption. Um, it is my belief, uh, it is my theory, uh, that a animal that had been uh, experimented on uh, injected with this virus in the laboratory got away and um, ended up at the wet uh, at the wet market and it didn't take long for that to uh, spread to the, the pandemic that we've all been facing for the past 18 or 20 months
0: well and there does seem to be some evidence that there may have been some gain of function research but again this is something that they don't want to investigate for one reason or another and you can't have confidence in your government if they're not willing to at least admit what they were doing or what they weren't doing, or at least willingness to investigate. And that, I think, is what I think prompts people to have a lack of faith in their government if they're not willing to, look, if you did, if there were mistakes made, then fine, let's admit it, let's be honest, warts and all. And that's one of the frustrating things of all of this, is the refusal to at least Talk about it, to at least investigate it, to look at at our mistakes if there were some. And if there weren't, then great. Let's admit that, too. Let's find out and let's move on. The other thing that seems to be counterintuitive is the way they continue to push these mandates. It just seems to me that if we allow folks the free will to make personal medical decisions on their own, they'll come to the conclusion for themselves, the right conclusion for themselves. They certainly don't need the government or the media telling them what to do.
1: Yeah, I mean, so a couple of things there. Uh, I I was about to give the Biden administration some credit uh, for this, but I I think that they have now decided to just put a cap on it. Uh, You know, they came into the they came into office saying this will be the most transparent administration of all time. Well, it's, it's, it's transparent, sort of like milk. (laughs) <laughs> um, you know, we, we've asked them, um, um, many, many representatives have asked them, show us the books, show us the expenditures, show us what Dr. Fauci's Institute spent money on and show us any interaction they had with Chinese scientists. Uh, yeah, we'll get around to that. We'll get back to you on that. And, and you know, that's not transparency. That's, 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 that's just trying to evade responsibility for something. Now, you know, as far as, as the mandates, um, it's still, at least in the anthem, called Land of the Free. And and when a government starts to tell you to do things, you know, put a mask on, mask or not mask, don't ask, just do what we tell you. Um, you know, uh, get a vaccine or you're fired. Now, it's one thing if a company, for, for instance, an airline, if an airline says, we'd like you to wear a mask when you're on our flight, going to the destination that you want to go to, Okay, it's their rules, and you want their service, and so you'll either cooperate with that, or you'll you know, hitch a ride in, in a car. Yep. But when the government starts to tell you how to live your lives and tell you what you have to wear across your face, it sounds eerily to me like what the mullahs did in Iran in 1979 when they came to power. Women, cover your faces, or what the Taliban is doing in Afghanistan now. No part of you should show. Well, why? Because we said so. And, you know, there's just too many comparisons there.
0: That's a really good metaphor. And I agree with you on the airplane thing. You're right. We're using their service. They have a right to dictate the rules. It's no different than a restaurant that says no shirt, no shoes, no service. But it's entirely different when a government starts dictating what's going to be injected into your body. And then they can't back it up or they're not willing to make the case. They just wanted to do it because we tell you so we're. We're talking with John Moody, former executive vice president of Fox News. Uh, John, I know this is a little off topic, but I have to ask you about today's media coverage, the, the state of the media today. You worked for Fox News for 13 years. You, you've seen how the, the mainstream media operates. You know, watching MSNBC and uh, DNC and cover this White House compared to, say, the, the Trump White House, has media coverage ever been this blatantly biased as it is today? Because it just seems like it's a lot worse than it was even a decade ago.
1: Well, um, you know, these are these. First of all, it was 22 years at Fox. Don't keep wow. years. Yeah. <laughs> <No>. But anyway. <laughs> I, just short, I just shortchanged your resume. <laughs> yeah, as long as it wasn't the salary. Um, but, um, <laughs> you know, look, the, the state of the media is pitiful right now. Something happened, I think, I mean, I tr- I personally trace it back to the um, delayed election of George W. Bush in, uh, in 2000. And suddenly you had media organizations saying, he's not the president. That wasn't right. The other guy won. And they were saying it without information. They were saying it because that's what they wanted it to be. It, it got a little bit better then. But you know, with the election of Donald Trump, the media has just decided that objectivity is no longer something to be sought after. They want to be soldiers in this war, not observers. Has it ever been this bad? I guess you could say, you know, the the, the William uh, uh, Hearst uh, era and the Joseph Pulitzer era, uh, newspapers had opinions and they followed political parties and they followed individual candidates. But those newspapers and those news organizations were not pretending to be objective they weren't pretending to be fair these are and it's just a doggone shame that somebody can't call them out on it
0: john i I thank you again for joining us this evening once again the book is called of course they knew of course they dot 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 Uh, it's available on amazon correct can you tell i know it's a work of fiction can you tell us a little bit about it in the time we have
1: left sure i mean i i created some characters um One is a a Chinese virologist who's very unhappy with her lot in life. Uh, The other is an Italian woman who is a master seamstress in the province of Lombardy, where a lot of the great Italian clothes come from. Um, And then there's an American kid in his 20s who's just finished college and has been so indoctrinated on campus that he thinks the United States is the worst place to live in the world. <laughs> it's racist, it's unfair, it's rotten, and he wants to go to China to live there.
0: That sounds like, actually, the president of the University of Kansas Student Senate. She uh, recently called for jihad against the United States. So that we, we have some of those, actually. That's not a f- created character. That's not a manufactured character, sadly.
1: Well, I, I wish her a safe flight to Wuhan. I'm sure she'll enjoy it.
0: <laughs> John, again, the book is available on Amazon. Thank you again for joining us this evening, my friend. Carry on the fight, brother. Uh, Thanks, John. Have a great week. We'll be taking your calls at 745. Coming up after the bottom of the hour break, Chef Jeremy Wade, owner of Wichita's Napoli Italian Eatery, will be with us to talk about how restaurants are struggling with supply chain and labor issues. You're listening to The John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS, Wichita's number one talk.